Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, targeted political threats are becoming more commonplace, especially with some people unable to hold back about they, how they truly feel about others on the other side of the political spectrum. Recently, we've seen over 100, for example, powder letters sent to Kansas Republicans. It should be noted that those letters were only sent to Kansas Republicans, and only sent to conservative Republicans. Former President Trump and Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas have also received letters laced with powdered substances. Though none of these have yet to cause any casualties, it's a trend that's deeply disturbing and potentially dangerous depending on the substances. Joining us now to discuss this latest trend on this story is Michael Letts, he's the founder, president, and CEO of Invest USA, a national grassroots nonprofit organization that is helping hundreds of communities provide thousands of bulletproof vests for their police forces through educational, public relations, and sponsorship and fundraising programs. He also has over 30 years of law enforcement experience under his belt, hence the uh, pro-police stance for his brothers and sisters in blue. Michael, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show again, my friend. Always a privilege to be on your show. You do so much for this country, and uh, we recognize that, and we thank you for it. Well, thank you, brother. I, I appreciate that. That's nice of you to say. Coming from you, I, I, I will take that with, with gratitude, my friend. I appreciate that. Um, well, thank you. 
I, I let's talk a little bit. I mean, we've had, like I, I mentioned, we've had this instance. I have some former colleagues of mine who I served with in the Kansas legislature who received these letters. Can you give us an overview of the recent mystery powder letters incident? I mean, how have local law enforcement agencies responded since these have gone out? Well, the response is very standardized. Uh, you know, obviously, when you don't know what the substance is, it creates all kind of concerns right off the bat. You don't know if you can go airborne or not. You not realize it. So you're standing there, even if you're not touching it, if it goes airborne, you, know, you can become infected by it. And then you don't know exactly what the substance is. It makes it very, uh, very stressful. And let me kind of go into a little bit why this is occurring. You know, we, if you, you saw that press release that we put out, we're still analyzing a number of these uh, substances. Right. Many are not uh, harmful or poisonous. Some are just baby powder, you know, finely ground sugar, salt, et cetera. But you need to understand the motive behind it. The motive is this, regardless of the substance, they have realized that this is a potential way of going after those they disagree with to try to instill a sense of fear into their mindset. So they feel like they need to be more careful what they say, who they, where they go, do they make a speech to, to this occasion, do they pass on commenting about that, knowing in the back of their mind that perhaps somebody could send a substance that may be out and goes airborne and you can't contain it before law enforcement gets there. And even if the law enforcement does get there, it could possibly get seeped out again and not just kill law enforcement, but, you know, some of the family members that are standing around. Right. This is this so, is all about intimidation, Mike. I mean, I know no I know former colleagues of mine who've received these. The bulk of these are not going to their capital offices here in Kansas. They're going to their homes I know of a of a legislator who has a newborn baby at home that that right. I mean it, it very you talk about someone who's vulnerable. I know legislators who are seniors, one of which has a, a spouse who is on disability, who's got breathing issues. So you've got, you know, very and with COVID and everything else, you've got very potentially, you know, folks who are at risk, high at risk. And I mean they are they're trying to intimidate and the other thing that I think is very frustrating here is they're targeting a particular segment because I know, like with the letters that were sent here in Kansas, they only sent them to conservative Republicans. There are a couple, fortunately there's only a few, true rhinos in our Kansas legislature who voted with the Democrats all the time. Those Republican legislators did not receive these. So they really are targeting and they're trying to silence these guys, aren't they? They are, and I think you bring up a great point that we need to address. What is conservatism? Well, from the liberal ideology, the democratic uh, mindset, the socialist, communist point of view, conservatism is not defined by principle. It's defined for them as to whether you oppose any of their platforms. Right. So it doesn't make any difference whether you know you think you're a conservative or not. If you oppose any of the platforms, what platforms are we talking about? The most ludicrous platforms ever to be in existence in this country today. Imagine 
having a platform that has kids who can't even decide what flavor of bubble gum to choose <laughs> to determine their own identity <laughs> and then not just letting them get away with, okay, you know, it's a joke, we'll, we'll let you say that, but going in a medical procedure and providing life-altering surgeries and medication that can never be reversed and destroying lives, that you can't even conceive how ridiculous that is. But that is the kind of mindset we have. So if you have any common sense and say, well, I don't support that, boom, automatically you're a conservative, you're to be targeted now. Right. That is their mindset. That is their goal. They want to intimidate, as you said, or create fear so that you'll keep your mouth shut. And quite frankly, we're not going to let them win. Michael, you have over 30 years of law enforcement experience. Have you have, have incidents like these exposed gaps in our domestic security and preparedness? I mean, or, or are they, is law enforcement prepared, especially, I mean, right now, as I understand it, the number of here in Kansas is over 100. Are we prepared to deal with that kind of scale? No, we're not. We are not prepared in quite a few endeavors. Understand that law enforcement's training and preparation is responding to a scene of a crime. Usually on the scene of a crime, there is you know, what has occurred. Somebody was shot, you know, a robbery, somebody stole something. They're gathering the evidence, determining who did it, and then moving forward. In these particular instances, the crime is intimidation. And so it is much harder to get your arms around what is going on and where it's coming from and why. Why the intimidation? And because of that, we have to show I, – I tell people this small little adage. You learn it. I'm sure you've learned the same thing. When people sense fear, they don't say, oh, I'm, I'm scaring you. Let me see what I can do to comfort you. When the enemy senses fear, it doubles up on itself. Exactly, yes. It senses a weakness. Yeah. And so here's what they are doing. They are sending out these signals to see who responds. And unfortunately, the vast majority of those receiving respond with fear. And they're going to, they're just hitting the tip of the iceberg. They're going to really load up on them after that because they feel like they have gained a victory. And if they intimidate enough, they'll silence. And that's their goal and objective. We're talking with Michael Letts, the founder, president, and CEO of Invest USA. So, following up on that, then Michael, what? Let me let me ask it this way: Do you think we will catch these guys? Do you think there's enough evidence to be found in, I mean, over a hundred letters to catch them? And if we do, what kind of what kind of crime? I mean, I've got to think that a hundred counts of you know, you got federal crimes because they're using the mail. You've got intimidation. Yeah. You've got threats. What kind of time would they be facing for something like this? They're talking about substantial time. When, as you said, when you stack all the uh, sentences together. Now, here's the problem. Though. And again, you and I are going into issues that affect this, but are even slightly outside of it, but that have to be addressed or we can't fix the initial problem. Let's talk about the judicial system. We just talked about, if, yes, I'll answer your question. They should be able to determine where the location is and ultimately find out who did it. But instead of getting a, a life sentence, what our prosecutors and DAs, those that have bought into the woke ideology, is they'll find the least offensive charge, plea bargain that one, and then put them out in a year or two. Mm. That kind of stuff has to stop because what it sends the signal to is I gained victory and intimidating, shutting down people for a while. I paid a very low cost to do that. 
Maybe if I'd have been a little better, I wouldn't have paid a cost at all. I would have gotten away with it altogether. And so it just reinforces that is a strong tactic and tool. So they take that to all their associates. This is a great way for us to win the victory. We're going to intimidate in silence by right. doing this. It's easy to do. You know, if something happens, you know, you won't get you know, but a slap on the wrist anyway. And we are in an epic battle between good and evil. And once you realize this is a war, we need to use the resources at our disposal to fight back more aggressively than the enemy does. Well, and I brought it up earlier, but again, referring to the case here in Kansas, they targeted Republicans, only Republicans, and then getting, you know, delving down deeper, they focused on more specifically on conservative Republicans. And when right. you watch the local media coverage of this, they did talk about, you know, 100 letters containing a white powder being sent to legislators. But the media has primarily, almost exclusively ignored the fact that it was sent to Republicans. Why do you think right. the media is leaving out that key component? The media has yet to really point out the fact that they're targeting Republicans. Is that because they're protecting the obvious point here, and that is that the culprits are probably liberal Democrats? I would go a step further. I don't think they're just protecting them. I think they're a part of the objective itself. We've known that for some time. You take a look at I can give you – we could be able to interview for it three days talking about cases from the Biden administration. They're protected by the media. Nobody covers what's going on. They get the minimum amount of sentences in Hunter. And even then they don't want to talk about that. But when it's a conservative, oh, yeah, it doesn't make any difference if you jaywalk. We're going after them. And so it's a part of their toolkit that they're using to try to intimidate the American people. And we've talked about this in the show before. What are they? It's our ultimate goal and objective. Well, they're tied in very well with Chinese and the Communist Party, the Chinese philosophy, the ideology, the communist ideology. And then what is that ideology? It's world governance. Right. The only thing standing in the way is the United States of America. Why can't we take America down immediately? Because it has an armed populace. It's hard to do when people are armed. So they're trying to do it from within, eventually get our gun, and bring us to our knees. Well, you you mentioned resources available. Invest USA is a national 501c3 nonprofit that raises funds to distribute free bulletproof vests and equipment to first responders. Um, how's the you know the effort to defund the police been chipping away at law enforcement's ability to and capabilities uh, when when it comes to you know just having the resources necessary to do their jobs? Well, and again, this is all ties in. I want your listeners to be able to figure out and see very clearly how it ties in. It's all part of that strategy of fear. They did defund the police. They wanted to change policy, so the police are automatically guilty. So right. Oh, yeah. For anything they do. They wanted to make it to where, quite frankly, and let me tell you the scariest part is they've been very successful. They wanted to make it so scary to be a cop that you just say, I'll put that at the bottom of the list. It's kind of one of those things I would do if there's nothing else available. And so they did that for a reason, so that by reducing the law enforcement uh, population and reducing the military, they did the same thing with COVID, with the other things, with Black Lives Matters, et cetera. They allow violent crime to escalate. They've got violent crime escalating enough to where they want you to be scared. They want you to think that they have the media has portrayed riots with uh, George Floyd and others, things burning down, and then nothing but officers standing on the side standing there. 
People think they don't know what they're doing, which is not the case. They were ordered to stand down because it was a well-thought-out, orchestrated movement. So they want you to think city and state law enforcement can't handle the job, but never fear your federal government is here. And they want right. to come in with the IRS agents. Remember, they just spent $10 million not on buying little 30 issues. They don't even need those. They bought $10 million worth of tactical gear, not just riot gear, tactical gear. That's what we use in special ops, okay? You know, highly specialized you know, vests, shields, assault rifles, shotguns. I mean, it's just they're preparing for an all-out war. And what is that war going to be? When would the people get scared enough, which we're getting close to that point because of the violent crime, they'll say, we're going to step in. They've already publicly said what the problem is. We think it's guns. Not who pulls the trigger, not the person behind the gun, but we think the problem is guns. And the federal government would say, never fear, we're going to solve it. We'll go door to door and removing the guns so we can be safe. But the one issue with that is you'll never see a criminal give up his, his Exactly. Firearm. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because they do talk about that all the time. And they, they never point out the fact that the law-abiding gun you know, citizen who owns a gun isn't the problem. And you're never going to get the bangers and the drug cartels. They're never going to cooperate. But, you know, that's that's the inconvenient truth they never want to talk about. Uh, Michael, I... Appreciate you coming on the show this evening. If folks are interested, if they want more information about Invest USA, they can find you at investusa.org and on Twitter at investusa.org on Twitter, correct? That's correct. That is correct. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for putting out the truth. And again, as you mentioned earlier, just the, the, the white powder being sent. It's all a well-orchestrated movement. Folks, just realize we're in the fight for our lives. But we can succeed if we'll stand together and stand for principle and truth. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you again for joining us this evening and carry on the fight, my friend. You do the same. God bless you. God bless America. We'll see you at the victory line. You know, the sad thing about the, the, the whole white powder thing is the story that the media is covering. One of the, the things that, that hasn't happened in all of this is that the governor and the Democrat Party in Kansas has yet to condemn this attack. And it's really unfortunate. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. The Kia Summer Sales Event is upon us at Midwest Kia. Each month this summer, we'll announce huge dealer discounts on select models, giving you a chance to trade out your competitive make for a brand-new Kia from Midwest Kia. In June, see why the all-new Kia K5 leaves our competitors in the dust. Ready to upgrade your Nissan Altima, Honda Accord, Toyota Camry, or Ford Fusion? Trade it in towards the purchase of any new K5 and get a $2,000 discount. No matter the year, no matter the miles, your competitive trade saves you $2,000 instantly. At Midwest Kia, you'll find inventory in stock and available today. With fair pricing that is never over MSRP and no fine print and gotcha tricks that require the fast talk disclaimer at the end of this ad. It's a better way to buy that is simple, transparent, and fast. Trade in that old sedan and upgrade to a new 2023 Kia K5 today and get a $2,000 dealer discount only at Midwest Kia. All new Kias come with an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty. Visit Midwest Kia or MidwestKia.com. And remember, we want to see you in a Midwest Kia. Limited powertrain warranty valid till June 30th. This is Michael Lewis, Program Manager for Junior Achievement, inviting you to help inspire and prepare students toward their financial success. JE teaches financial literacy and entrepreneurship to students in kindergarten through high school. Our programs are volunteer-led and business community-funded. For more information on volunteering, find us online at kansasja.org, and we're glad Odyssey serves. 
You need new flooring, but you don't know where to start. Mill Creek Carpet and Tile, of course. Stop in and visit our one-stop shop, a newly renovated showroom with an expanded selection of Mill Creek Carpet's signature value brand of carpet, ceramic tile, wood, and luxury vinyl plank. We will help you select the perfect flooring for your home, and we can also install it for you online at millcreekcarpet.com. Mill Creek Carpet and Tile is your one-stop shop. Come in and get floored. Dugan exit off of Kellogg, Wichita's best kept secret. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing together millions of things for our planet june is national ocean month so it's a great month to help protect marine wildlife wherever you are remember to always cut up plastic six-pack rings better yet reduce your use of disposable plastic altogether so that it doesn't end up in local waterways or the ocean and look to participate in a local beach river or park cleanup when we each share our one thing it becomes a hundred things a thousand things a million things for our planet what's your one thing Save time, trouble, and frustration when you call Mr. Electric. Mr. Electric provides expert receptacle repair, ceiling fan installation, kitchen lighting, electrical panel upgrades, home search protection, and more. Experience unmatched professional service and safety with upfront pricing, call-ahead scheduling, and 24-7 emergency electrical services. Save the headache with Mr. Electric, residential or commercial. Mr. Electric has the power to make things better. Call now, 316-361-5200. Online at MrElectricWichita.com. What it is, this is Tyrus from Fox News, and you're listening to The John Whitmer Show. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. As a reminder, you can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio, and if you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page, Follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. Would love to hear from you. Blake 
Thank you for sticking around. Appreciate you uh, holding as long as you have, my friend. Uh, welcome to the John Whitmer Show. John, thank you so much for having me on air. Um, calling from the great city of Hillsboro. Oh, you know, I met uh, I met someone out, from yep. Hillsboro just yesterday, as a matter of fact. He's in our men's leadership series. That's, I love it. I love it. Uh, John, uh, just wanted to ask you a question. Um, so based so yesterday is the one year anniversary of Supreme Court of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Right. Um, I want to follow up on your interview with Danielle Underwood. Uh-huh. And this is the question that I have for you. Um, since the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade, Kansas failed to pass the value them both amendment. And honestly, it's ushered in a flood of abortion activists and people seeking to end the lives of unborn children. What's next for us here in Kansas? What can I do as a elected official in my local city? Um, But also, I want to know, how can we protect the uh, unborn children that apparently, yeah. Well, it's been... It's tough. Um, I mean, the, the, uh, we have two problems. One is our governor is believes in abortion up into and can, and including birth. So Laura Kelly, yep. Laura Kelly supports late term abortion. So until we get rid of Laura Kelly, there's not much we can do. The other problem is until we change the way the Kansas Supreme Court justices are selected, there's not much we can do. Because we are the only state in the union that has the judicial selection process that we do where these judicial, where the Supreme Court justices are picked by members of the bar. And you've got roughly, I mean, when I was on House Judiciary Committee, we reviewed this. There's roughly mm-hmm. five to 7,000 members of the bar. Not all of them even vote. And so you got roughly 5,000 lawyers that pick three nominees and send those nominees to the governor and then the governor has to pick one of those choices and it's about as nepotistic as you can get and there's no representative process involved so until we change to like the federal model or direct election you got to change the supreme court all that being said some of the things that have i've heard that are being considered i know there are municipalities in kansas that are considering passing city ordinances or resolutions like Lawrence did. Lawrence passed a resolution saying that we're a sanctuary city for transgender care. In basically, of they did. Right, basically defying state law. I know that there are cities that are conservative that are saying we're going to be a sanctuary city for life. They're going to pass an ordinance that basically says we are going to no longer issue licenses to clinics that perform abortions. Now, it's not a violation of the Constitution. It doesn't violate any of the state laws. But they're going to say we're a sanctuary for life in this city. So, therefore, we will no longer issue state licenses to any vendor who wants to perform these procedures, which effectively makes that city a sanctuary city for life. John, I'm sure this is probably going to stir up uh, controversy. But, but. Uh, as an elected official for the city of Hillsboro, um, I am going to vote on the right for life. Any uh, con- any 
any bill that comes across my desk that says we want to end life in the womb, I'm going to vote against it, period. I, I th- End of discussion. Brother, I think that's an easy – in your county, in your area, I think that's an easy way to re-election, my friend. Thank you for, thank you for sticking around. I appreciate thank your you. patience, my friend. You're welcome. We'll take a quick break, and when we return, Becky Tuttle will be with us to discuss her re-election run for Wichita District 2 City Council. Studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. KNSSradio.com is connecting vets with our veterans' news and salute to service, a year-round effort to provide information and recognize the exceptional efforts of our military veterans. Read our veterans' news articles now at KNSSradio.com. Salute to service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner. Locally owned since 1987, offering breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Kids eat free on Mondays. Eat local, eat often. Military discounts are always available at Jimmy's Family Diner. An area of high pressure will be building in as we head throughout the week, and that will really start to warm things up. In fact, by Wednesday, we'll be well above 100. It'll be clear overnight, Tello 65, sunny on Monday afternoon with a high 91. And by Monday night into Tuesday, we could see a few isolated thunderstorms. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Fox News, I'm Jim Osman. Here's what's happening. Vladimir Putin and the Wagner Group narrowly avoiding confrontation. He's had to defend Moscow, Russia's capital, against a mercenary of his own making. So I think this is clearly... Uh, we see cracks uh, emerging where they go, if, if, if anywhere, uh, wh- when they get there. Very hard to say. I don't want to speculate on it, uh, but I don't think we've seen the final act. Plus, post Roe v. Wade, talk of national abortion limits. Uh, as the, not only this primary campaign begins, but as men and women step forward for office in the Republican Party all across the country, that we speak with clarity about a commitment to the sanctity of life, that we make it clear that we'll, we'll stand on principle, but we'll also stand with compassion. Former Vice President Mike Pence there. America is listening to Fox News. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Live Sunday nights, this is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Get all the latest updates on the show. Give us a call. Studio lines are open 316-869-1330. Would love to hear from you. Well, we're continuing... Our 2023 local election profiles with us now is Becky Tuttle. She has a bachelor's degree from the University of South Dakota and a master's degree from Appalachian State University. She previously worked as a community development director for the Greater Wichita YMCA. She was appointed to the city council in 2019 and won a three-way race to retain that seat that November 
and is now seeking a second term on the council. Becky, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. And I do have to say, John, Uh-oh. and your, your listeners need to know this. Uh-oh, I'm we in trouble. We have a joke between us. Yes. We call each other what? Uh, trouble. Trouble, yes. right? Yes. So and you are trouble. You tonight are in trouble. <laughs> Uh-oh, what did You're I do? in trouble because... <laughs> I heard from your previous speaker, um, Councilmember Brian Fry, that he and Jeff Blubaugh are your go-to. Well, well on in, city in council. my own defense, Jeff Blubaugh is my city councilman, so okay. he kind of has to me by default. You know, go to. Okay, guy. so you are in trouble okay, officially. In, okay. You're not just trouble. I stand. I stand chastised. Yes, but thank you for letting me be here. <laughs> You're very Appreciate welcome. It. Of course. Well, uh, and you know, this interview. If you listen to Fry's, then this is going to be fairly sim- similar because okay. we go through some of the same questions. Sure. Which you know, I have. I have candidates ask. You know, uh, do you change them up? And I try not to. Because yep. I think that's fair. I, I, so I, I want to try and give everyone, right. you know, kind of. So it's kind of like when you do job interviews. You yes. ask the same candidate. Yeah. yeah. Where do you see yourself questions. in five years? Yes, so exactly. and, and you see yourself in five years wrapping up your second term on a city council. If I am blessed, that absolutely is my desire. I would love to continue to serve. I feel like I had served the community before I was on council. I have served my constituents well since I've been on council. I have a servant heart. I always say I think you need to serve before you can lead, um, and I think that I've done both. So I, I would truly welcome the opportunity to continue to be um, part of the leadership for this great city. Brian, obviously, was running for mayor. It's a citywide. Your district is East Wichita, primarily, a little bit of, right? It's Bel Air. It's up to Bel Air, basically, Up to Bel Air, to Andover, a little bit below Kellogg. So, yeah. So folks who are in that area, that's what I figured. So kind of that's that's kind of for folks who are in that area would would know kind of your area. Um, The the best district, if I might be so bold. uh, You know, I I, I guarantee you Jeff Bluebaugh would take exception to that. He's probably calling me right now. Um, yeah, and I bet you Brian would tell, would say this exact same thing, and so would Brandon Johnson Absolutely. and everybody yeah, else. We so. all should think ours is the best. That, that's exactly the way it works. Um, let me ask you, Anna, we've talked before, I know that you, you're a registered Republican. Where do you stand on some of those, you know, solid, those Republican core principles like you know, the Second Amendment, life, Things like that, sure. the, the principles that, you know, liberals love to hate. Sure. So regarding the Second Amendment, um, I am a strong supporter. I will say I've never owned a gun. But just because I've never owned a gun doesn't mean that I don't believe that people should have the right to bear arms, right? It's one of our fundamental rights. I also come from a law enforcement family, so I have a little bit different perspective than some when it comes to public safety. Um, really want to make sure that we make sure that um, you know our our law enforcement has everything that they need. Community members have what they think they need to be able to be safe. Uh, you mentioned right to life. Um, I also believe, um, it, you know, many say in the sanctity of life. I do think there are rare exceptions, and they are rare. They're very rare, such as um, incest, rape, or the mother's safety would be issues that I think there could be some discussion and some consideration. Uh, I think those are pretty uh, – there are a lot of Republicans yeah. Yeah. who share that general philosophy. And I have gone with community ad- – the, the pro-life advocates to take tours of facilities that – that provide education and resources for women who are trying to make a very family planning. Ca- yes, yeah, yes, a very very difficult decision. And so I'm open to listen. Right, that's my job is to listen and learn. I say quite frequently since I've been on city council, I have listened, I have learned, learned, and I have led. And in this case, I've tried to do all three of those. There are two others running in your race. What separates you from the other two? I know I know Marcy Gregory. I've known her since. 
when I was in the legislature because my my house district had a little bit of Derby in it, so I got to know her as mayor of Derby. She's a Democrat. I don't know the college kid who's running. I think he's just doing that as a project for graduation. But what separates you from the other two? I first want to thank the two folks who are running against me, um, I, if running for District 2, right, to, to serve the city. I believe anybody who's willing to put their name in for service. That's very should, generous you know, of you. No, really. Anybody uh, who I've had opponents, and I would thank them. I would, I would <laughs> shove them off the bus but, and right yeah. in front of it, but that's yeah. okay. You're, everybody who wants to serve, I think they I. should be commended for okay, that. Yeah, just... um, I, I, I have been embedded in this community since I moved here in 2002. Um, the positions that I held professionally, but then also volunteer capacity, have uh, positioned me well for this role. Um, I've managed multi-million dollar budgets. I've supervised large, larger number of employees. I've done project management. Um, in this case, I've actually done the job for the last four and a half years, and I've had some measured accomplishments. I've um, helped champion the Wichita Master Food Plan. I've worked on child care reform, which we know is a huge workforce and economic development issue. I've garnered public-private partnerships so that we don't have to use city resources to make improvements on city property. Amen to that. Which is Im- an important. Um, I've championed infrastructure projects and um, really focusing on taking care of what we have, but then also thinking of future generations and, and what the need and safety needs will be. Um, I'm a huge champion for the arts. I understand not only the quality of life, but also the economic impact that they bring to our city and to our region. And so I just think that not only from my breadth of knowledge from being on council, but prior to bringing on council, I can be a resource and an asset to the community. We're talking with a District 2 City Council candidate, uh, Becky Tuttle. Since you brought up the arts, yes, we'll talk, let me ask you about the uh, Century 2 and the Riverfront Master Plan. Um, you know, that's a, I mean, obviously it's got Century 2, it's got the Performing Arts Center. What would be your vision for dealing with Century 2 and, and the, you know, how, how we fix it, how we deal with it? Sure. So really three key issues for me here are, number one, our river's our biggest asset. Right. And so anything that we can do to revitalize that area, revitalize the core of our city, I'm very interested in, even though it's not in my district. Um, I would say, too, I need to hear more. We had the plan presented to us during a workshop, but I haven't seen more formalized plans, more formalized thoughts. My biggest concern, and I said this from the bench during the workshop, is making sure that we're taking care of our performing arts and ensuring that they do not let they the performing arts do not go dark. Yeah, um, we I need agree. to make sure. And so there's we have talk. an asset with music theater. We need to preserve right. that. And so um, I say all the time, I'm a huge advocate of the visual and performing arts because I have no talent of my own. And so those who will <laughs> share it with me, I'm certainly grateful. But um, we need to really think about what we're going to. The first piece of the puzzle that needs to lay, be laid down is the new performing arts center, which, in my understanding, we have a really robust group of individuals who are seeking that private funding. So less, you know, public funds have to be used. I think that's great. And then make sure that that is secure so then then we can continue with thinking about how do we revitalize potentially Century 2 and expand convention space. So the only thing that I can really kind of summarize all that is there's huge opportunity, and this is a really pivotal time for our community. We have heard from the community members that if Century 2, something major happens, they want to vote. Okay, we'll have a vote. But I think from what I've heard from everything in the plan and what I've heard from my constituents is we are on the best path right now to win-win. 
for both sides. Well, and I think you're right to, to make sure that it's a public involvement yes. with a vote. Absolutely. And I think that's smart. Um, kind of give you some questions that we try to ask all of the candidates. I know back in May, um, Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas signed a resolution declaring the city to be a safe haven for LGBTQ plus individuals. Lawrence is doing the same. Uh, and those seeking gender-affirming care, like puberty blockers and hormone therapy, gender transition therapy, that kind of stuff. Mayor Whipple has indicated he supports the idea. Would you vote in favor of such a resolution if you know if it were to come up? Do you think that's appropriate for the city to take that step, or is that something that's really not necessary? So I've been in council four and a half years, and one of the things that I've learned is to not make a stand until I have all the information. Fair. So I, I haven't seen anything. Nothing's been presented to us. I've had nothing. This is the first time that I've even had a chat about this. Um, the other thing is I hope that we are already a welcoming and inclusive community, that all feel welcome in Wichita. So um, before I can, and I know it's not the answer you want, well, but before I can say what my stand is, is I'd have to first of all see what's being presented and discussed. Think about what the unintended consequences could be, and then hear from the people who put me in the seat, my constituents. Well, that's fair. That's okay. uh, that's a reasonable answer. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we'll come back, we'll continue our conversation with Becky Tuttle, who's running for District 2 re-election for District 2 City Council. Well, uh, You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. My name is Mark Dugan, and I'm the CEO and president of U.S. Road Freight. I chose Legacy Bank because Legacy is local, just like we are. I remember when I was really young, I used to go with my dad every Saturday morning to the bank, and what's so remarkable is now, 50 years later, I'm still banking with the same bank, Legacy. Legacy Bank, banking for you and all that you do. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Why do you listen? I like to hear about the weather and the stocks and the animal prices. It's good to know because I have a lot of customers who come in the store and that's what they ask. I want to stay informed. I want to know what's going on in my town. I also want to be entertained, whether it's sports or music or, you know, an update on the weather. I just want to stay informed while I'm on the go. Why do you listen? Go to whyilisten.com, tell us why you listen, and you have a chance to win $500. Visit whyilisten.com today. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, there, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. From breaking news to severe weather updates, KNSS is always here from you. So tell your legislators to keep AMFM radio in vehicles now. Text AM to 528. 8-6 and tell Congress to keep AM radio in cars. And while you're at it, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. And give us a call. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. 
would love to hear from you. With us still to continue our 2023 local election candidate profiles is Becky Tuttle, candidate for re-election to City Council District 2. Becky, let me uh, kind of, you know, pivot to some more policy-based questions. Um, walk me through some of the the, you know, the thinking behind some of the incentives, because as, as reluctant as I think people are to embrace them, and I know I don't care for them myself, you know, situations like Top Golf, um, you know, the, the the stadium, even the pickleball complex down in Southwest Wichita. And I know Jeff Blue gets mad at me every time <laughs> I bring it up, but it's frustrating for voters when they see tax dollars going to these incentive programs. What are your thoughts on the incentives? Sure. And I'm going to take one quick point of privilege if I can. Sure. I heard you mention about preserving AM radio. Yes. I was at a me- meeting recently and they were discussing, oh, and it wasn't the reason for the meeting, but people just said we don't need AM radio. And I was the advocate in the room of why we do. We do. I used to be a public health professional and I understand that during times of an emergency, a public health emergency specifically or natural disaster, AM radio may be the the only way that everyone can right. get the accurate and that's information. The that's the key. That so, the key. so you and I right there, we got the same. Um, regarding incentives, and thank you for the question, when we look at our peer cities, we look at our the ones we always compare ourselves to, our cities across the nation, we, we need to be a city that's like a magnet, attracting businesses, talent, visitors, and incentives can help do that. It's what other communities do. So for us to not have that would really put us at a disadvantage. The other thing that makes me be supportive of incentives is that we have a a matrix that we use and we contract with an outside entity to make sure that we're being fair and impartial. Um, We also have to have a required return on investment. And so because there is a solidified process, if people ever want to come and learn more, please call any of your council members and they'll help explain. We're not writing anyone a check. We aren't the ones actually making the decision. A recommendation comes to us and then we make the final decision. But it's been thoroughly vetted by not only our staff, but an outside entity before it even gets to us at the bench. So that that makes me feel comfortable that we have to do this to be able to stay competitive, and especially in this economy. I know uh, Mayor Whipple has come up with some cuckoo ideas in the past. One of the things that came out a while back was this concept of banning or taxing single-use plastic bags uh, I mean, it got so bad that the legislature even had to, you know, come out and try and pass legislation to respond to this. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Is this sure. is, is this as dumb an idea as it sounds, or is there validity to it at all? So bear with me because I'm going to say something, and then you're going to get really mad, but I'll finish. I was actually on the plastic bag task force. I can't believe we had to point a task force. I know. Task force to deal but with the reason bags. I wanted to be on the task force was because <laughs> we had a group of residents who came to us with a concern. Uh-huh. And, and I remember being a community member who went to city council with issues that were important to me. And mm-hmm. I was respectfully heard. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to respectfully listen. I'm sorry. I just... um, but what I, I really I, – I didn't have a, a real position. I just wanted to be able to hear Um, But what I quickly learned based on the folks who were on the task force, number one, there absolutely was a passionate group of advocates to ban 
Well, I think we all know it's ugly. Right, There's right. no doubt about that. But I also learned from the industry representatives that they are taking care of this themselves. Um, for example, Kroger, Dillon's here in Wichita, they have a plan for zero waste, zero hunger by 2025. So they're going to be gradually phasing out plastic bags. I think Walmart, other, other entities will also follow that lead. And so industry is taking care of this themselves. The other thing is I really did worry about it not being business friendly. So oh, it's let's not say, yeah. yeah. And especially for our visitors. And, and the example that I consistently used is Stryker, the multi-sport complex in right. my district. Yep. And there's all that fa- fabulous restaurant, retail. And a lot of the goal of Stryker is to have a lot of people come from out of town, right? So they are buying in our stores, they're eating in our restaurants, they're sleeping in our hotels, they're filling their tanks with gas, and we get tax revenue from that, right? So they may not know that we have a plastic bag test, a plastic bag ban, and so they go shop, and then they don't have any place to put what they bought, right? Or they go buy food to take back to their kiddos at the the Striker Sports Complex, and they don't have a bag to take it in. So I worry about that too. So it it had a lot of different implications for me. I often talk about the unintended consequences. Yes. And to me, they outweighed. The I think that's a valid benefit. point. I mean, yes, it is an eyesore. <clears throat> Nobody would, would debate that. Nobody wants them. It's whether this is the proper role of government or this. Exactly. Is, and I think you're right to point out that and this I is think better that there solved. Is, there are things that we can do. Yeah. We can do education of people reusing yep. them rather than banning them. Yes. Um, not too long ago, the city council passed a non-discrimination ordinance. Many feel it was unconstitutional you you know I, I know i told you not to I mean, you you voted in favor of it do you i mean what are your do you regret that vote sure. what are your thoughts on it and if an opportunity came to repeal it would you so i could see the votes i knew it was going to pass um so my philosophy was try and get the best product that we can try and get the best ordinance. I did. You know, make... Brian said that earlier on the show, and I really, I, I was nice, but I really wanted I... to say that happened in the legislature a lot too. And we would do the same thing. We'd try and improve the bill, but in the end, we'd still vote no. Ah, okay. Well, that's a strategy, right? Um, I did make the motion um, for yes, the did. ninety day delay, and that's what I think a- they should. A- and one of the main reasons I did that is. Okay, if we're going to get it, let's try and make it better, but also to calm everyone down. Yes. Back then, there were oh, tempers flaring, and it and was very divisive. And you and I divisive. both know that this whole thing, in part, was was the mayor's use of this as a campaign tactic to oust two members of the city council. Yeah. He was using this as a wedge issue for the election more than anything else. Well, the other thing I did during that 90-day delay is I really leaned in again to my constituents. And I talked to people at Homer's Association meetings. I talked to my district advisory board. I talked to my um, diversity, inclusion, and civil rights advisory board member. You know, just can't, I remember having a conversation with someone at Target about it. You know, what do you think? What are some of the unintended consequences? My constituents told me they wanted to have a non-discrimination ordinance. Um, I remember very clearly uh, uh, one of my you know, neighbors said, I don't think anyone should be discriminated where they work, live, and, and in the community. Well, and, you know, and in your defense, yeah. you have to vote. You, exactly. That's your job. Yeah. It, 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 you, you know, so I, much as I disagreed with you, I think I it's, it's fair. Yeah. You got to, you got to, you know, ultimately you have to represent your district. So. Yes. Um, we're talking with uh, District 2 City Council member Becky Tuttle. The city is facing a budget shortfall. The numbers seem to be changing. They may be $11 million. They could be 
depending on who you talk to, upwards of 25, depending on the year. Uh, either way, there's a budget shortfall. What would be your plan to address it, and will you vote to raise taxes if necessary? So first of all, I would not vote to raise taxes. Good answer. Start out with that. Good answer. Um, Businesses and families are struggling right now, and any sort of tax increase would hurt the vulnerable. It would hurt smaller businesses. It would hurt the elderly. And so I I would not be supportive. Um, Last year, I I know Councilmember Fry um, in Blue Ball also voted, and I think they maybe even the last two years voted no on the budget, which was really challenging for me because it exceeded the budget neutral rate. So um, I I would not be supportive of a tax increase. I also want to point out to the community that I don't think that this is – there's kind of this uh, – narrative going around that it's because we have a budget shortfall coming up because we've mismanaged dollars. And that's not the case. That's That's not not the case at all. Um, I think that this council has been incredible stewards. Staff are fiscally responsible. And so this is change in the environment right now. Um, We had to give our firefighters a pay increase. It's what they needed to have so that we can be competitive and police. And so as I am moving forward um, and, and looking at this budget but also budgets in the future, I will be thinking about public safety and infrastructure as the top priority. We have to maintain that. That's the core function of city government. Um, We are going to have another budget workshop on Tuesday, and so I'm excited to see from when we had April, May, June, every time the numbers look a little better. And keep in mind, this is forecasting. There are so many variables. Mark Manning is our amazing director of finance, and he's like, you know, if I could predict interest rates and the weather for the next three years, because weather really does have a play in our budget, um, if I could predict those things for the next few years, this would be a lot easier, but we can't. No. So I just want the community to know that you can rest assured that we are being fiscally responsible with the precious tax dollars that we have. Well, Becky, uh, thank you again for joining us this evening. If folks want more information on your campaign, if if they want to volunteer or, or just as importantly, if they want to donate, they can visit BeckyTuttle.com and on Twitter they can find you at at Becky for Wichita, correct? Correct. Uh, I, I wish you the best of luck. I We haven't had a chance to have either of your opponents on the show, but I uh, will be extending invitations to them. And uh, obviously we have you on the show before. And now that I know that I got in trouble for not, I will you will... I will put you ahead of Fry on Thank the go-to Thank you. List. So I, I'm going to be solid number two on yes. your go-to. Yes, yes. Thank you, Trouble. Thank you again for joining us this evening. And, folks, tune in next Sunday for Carrie Lake. In the meantime, have a good week, folks, and carry on. Bye. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.